0: I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. You're listening to Rabbi Arya Woolley, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Way number 34 is Ohevet HaMesh love the straight path. So we talk about righteousness, love righteousness, and now we're talking about Meisharim, being a straight person a straight person we say pikude hashem Yeshorim misam mitvas hashem god's ways god's rules his laws are straight and they make you happy what do you mean by straight i remember one time my rabbi said a beautiful idea he said sometimes the best way to learn is the simplest way. You start getting too deep, you start becoming crooked. And he told me the following thing. He said, if you take a ruler and you put it into water, so it'll say, let's say, six inches. But what happens if you bend the ruler and you put it in? Then it can be seven, eight, ten inches, right? But it's not. He said, the word amok, which means deep, is the same letters as the word akum, which means crooked. Sometimes, if you want to get deeper, it means you're going to have to bend the truth, and you're going to have to look at it crookedly in order to get deeper. We have to understand that the Torah is very simple. The Torah is very simple, and I know we think, oh, it's very sophisticated, it's for it's only for the rabbis, or it's only for the scholars, or only for the intelligent people. No, the Torah is simple for every Jew. You know, there's an, there's an amazing... Phrase that's used on people. It's called a yid, a simple Jew, a simple Jew. And there were people who were called, people who had emunah simple faith, simple faith in God. They weren't complicated. They weren't all, you know, learned and they know all of the midrash and they just knew God doesn't want me to do this. I'm not going to do it. God wants me to do this, I'm going to do this. Why? I don't get into the questions of why. I don't get into the questions. Now, if one wants to advance their learning and wants to advance, but people didn't have access. You think about 100 years ago in Poland, you think they had the library that we have here in Torch? No, they had one Talmud in an entire city. A whole entire city had to shear one Talmud. You had to reserve it. You'd wait online. You wanted to learn the Talmud, it wasn't easy. Everyone had, today, every Bar Mitzvah boy has two sets of shas of, of the Talmud. Two sets! You have an, an, an abundance of books, of publications, that it's and, and they're amazing. It wasn't always like that. So people weren't so learned. People had to go to a rabbi if they wanted to learn. The rabbi would have some books. The rabbi in the synagogue would have some books. But that's it. People had something else then. People had simplicity And just go in the straight path you know why I do this because my grandmother did it and she taught me how to keep a kosher kitchen I keep a kosher kitchen exactly the way she did I have no idea why and I've had people tell me this is what we do I have no idea why I don't care why my grandmother did it this is the way I do it oh well let's learn let's understand okay you want to add a, a level of understanding that's great Torah doesn't need to be complicated I have a book here in the, in the library, which is three minutes a day to learn about Shabbos. Three minutes! It's not so difficult. Three minutes a day. Who can't do three minutes a day to learn about the laws of Shabbos? It's an incredible tool. If you look on the Shabbos shelf, you'll see it. It's Keep it simple. Invest in your honesty. Don't go for political correctness. Be real. You know, you have, my father's like this. My father's a, a person of truth. And hes he'll tell it to you straight. I'll give you an example. You say, do you you like this, tie?" He'll tell you. It's ugly. (laughs) He's not going to beat around the bush. He's not going to say, well, you know, everyone has their taste. And I was like, it's ugly. Finished. You know, you asked for his opinion, you got it. It's not flavored with sugar coating and there's no sprinkles on top. At least it's straight. It's honest. I remember once my father came home. There were very few times I saw my father cry. When my father saw something which was crooked going on in the shul or going on in the school or going on in the community, he'd cry. He can't, he couldn't see something crooked. So my father was eight years old. My grandfather of blessed memory found my father in the back of the shul in the women's section. He saw my father crying there. So my grandfather sat next to him. Put his hand over his shoulder. And he said, what are you crying about? He said, is there nobody in this world who's honest? Is there nobody in this world who's straight? It's a real, my father was born with this. No monkey business. He's a straight arrow. And he tells you things. Yeah, it may not be pleasant. It may not be sugar-coated. But it's the honest truth. So, we all have intellect, and we all have emotion, hopefully. The problem is that sometimes we cloud our intellect with emotion. We don't allow our intellect, which knows right from wrong, or at least it should. We cloud it with emotions. Well, it wouldn't be nice, or, uh, you know, good or bad? Is it right or is it wrong? I'll give you an example. Does everybody agree that we have to follow the law? We all agree that we have to follow the law. But there are certain times where we say there are certain things that are above the law. We have this in Judaism as well. right? But with Shabbos. Right? There's one thing that supersedes Shabbos. What's that? Saving a, Saving a life. Right? Save a life. You are allowed to do anything in the world to save a life. Including, I have a friend of mine who got a phone call. There was someone who was in a remote island, who desperately needed COVID medication. This is back during COVID. He called me up at 5 o'clock during the winter, where it's already almost Shabbos in New York. He says, I'm boarding a plane. I'm flying to this remote place to save this person's life. No problem. He had to go. To save a person's life, you can break the law. We all know that over here we have uh, ambulances or police when they're dealing with an emergency. They don't need to follow the law per se. They can skip the lights and they can uh, exceed the speed limit. Why? Because we understand there are certain times. But there are certain times that people allow themselves for whatever excuse. I'm late to a meeting. I'm late to – and people allow – well, it's something real sp- – I'm going to my daughter's wedding. You're like, hello? That doesn't mean just because you have an exciting thing going on in your life doesn't mean you can bend that intellect or that what you know is right or wrong because of your, you know, our sages define a yashar, someone who's a straight person, as someone who does the right thing, even if they'll be criticized by other people. Who cares what other people think? I'm going to do what's right regardless of what other people say and being today in our generation being someone who follows this way way number 34 of loving the straight path is very unpopular it's very unpopular people want to just be uh, love is love and whatever go everything goes and you know um and again i'm not getting into the political or the the whole uh discussion of uh pride month and all of that that's not my not my conversation But we see that the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, is called Sefer HaYisharim. The book of the straight. Who are the straight? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We see that from the portion of Lachlacha all the way to the end of the book of Genesis, we have a very strong focus on Abraham, on Isaac, and Jacob, on the tribes, because they show us a path of doing the right thing, even if it's at the expense of being unpopular. You're not always going to be popular if you do the right thing. But our sages tell us that the reason why the book of Genesis is called Sefer HaYisharim, is called the book of the straight, is because before you start learning all the laws of the Torah, you have to have your head screwed on right. You're going to have many laws, right? There's only, I believe, three laws in the entire book of Genesis. Three biblical laws, in the book of Genesis, everything else, all 610 are in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. If you don't have your head screwed on right, there's no way you're going to be able to apply the rules properly. Apply the guidance of the Torah. That's why it's called Tsefer Yerusharim. The first thing that's most important is be on the straight path. You know who was the one who called Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the Yisharim, the straight ones? Bilam. Bilam, the wicked prophet who our sages tell us was more powerful in his prophecy than moses was he called abraham isaac and jacob the sharon he says let me die like the righteous with the righteous what's the difference between a white lie and a black lie nothing nothing a lie is a lie we spoke previously we spoke previously about about uh, one of the great sages his students asked him what's the category of exaggeration he says oh you mean a lie <laughs> right if it's not the truth it's a lie saying it's a white lie is trying to say well it's it's inconsequential who's makes that decision Okay, so that doesn't excuse it. It's still a lie. A lie is a lie. We're not saying that you're allowed to insult people and hurt people and put people down. We're not saying that. On the contrary, we spend all Monday night talking about how to have refined character and finding proper ways to give criticism if it's obligated. If it's obligated to give, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks. If it's obligated, you must find a way to say it in a way that is effective and constructive not in a way that's derogatory, shameful, or um, or um hurtful. You can't. You're not allowed to. The Torah obligates us to find a way. Even the Torah, by the way, it's an amazing thing. Do you know that when the Torah was about to put someone to death for a crime, put someone to death, you know what they would do? They'd beg him, please repent. Please, we don't want to. Please, please. What do you mean? The guy just did something that's, no, no, no. But if you repent and if you apologize, we can get you off the hook. they plea with him. We don't want to do it. You don't have that in court today. In the United States uh, court system, you don't have that. They don't plea with you. Just say that you're guilty and, and you will say, say that you're sorry. No, no, no. We just want to, we have to, how many people can we lock up today? There are three times that Thomas says that we're allowed to lie. Number one is on how much Torah you've learned. Someone says, Oh, how much Torah have you learned? You say, I'm 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 an ignoramus, I don't know much. Now you're allowed to lie about that. You're also allowed to lie about if you're if you ate by someone's house and they have delicious food. And now you see there are people who are not there are people that are unscrupulous or people who are going to take advantage of them. And they ask you, "How's the food at their house?" You're allowed to say, "Not worth your try. It's not. It's not worth it," so that you protect that person. And there's one other I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it's a Talmud in tractate Baba twenty-three B on the bottom, and over there it says exactly uh the three things. But even then, it's only for for purposes of peace that you're allowed to do that, or humility in the case of the of the Torah scholar. There's, there's a story told about one of the great sages where they asked him, uh, did you finish the Talmud? He said, only half the Talmud. So which half? Whichever half you want. Yeah, so th- th- there's definitely, just because someone is honest, doesn't give them the right to disparage people, to hurt people, to shame people. By the way, even though we talk here about love, the straight path, we spoke about love righteousness that doesn't mean that we have a right to put people down if they choose a different path that's not we're not here to be god we're here to do the right thing for ourselves and this is a very clear idea a concept that we see in the torah constantly just because i don't like what you do doesn't mean it's my business to stand in front of your house and picket uh you know how evil of a person you are because you make your choices That's not a, that's not a Torah way. That's not, that's not what God wants us to do. We are our environment. If we put ourselves around people who are choosing bad morals and bad ethics and bad, bad character, we're going to adopt that. It's a, it's a matter of time that we're going to adapt to their, to their standards. So we we have to remember that even if a person is, we don't want to be in an environment that's negative and we don't want to be an influence to others that's negative. So, I think it's it's important for us to remember that we, our responsibility is not only we have to cure in all situations. Okay. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at TorchWeb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit TorchPodcasts.com.